0: This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 AM. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hello, thank you for joining us for the program today. My name is Mike Flick. I'm the pastor of Bible Baptist Church in Pontchasthruem. And today we're going to continue listening to a sermon that was recently preached in our church. This is part two of What You Need, When You Need It. Folks, we cannot be ignorant of history lest we repeat it. Lest we allow history to repeat itself. So let me just remind you of something that is of historical significance. Are you familiar with the word Inquisition? How many of you know this word Inquisition? Some of you. In 1184, the year 1184, the Inquisition started in France. It then quickly spread to Spain, Italy, Bohemia, and other European countries. It eventually made its way into South America It only fizzled out in the 1800s. And in some places, they still kind of do it. But what you could do, you could go to the local authorities of the Roman Catholic Church and say, this person in town is a born-again Christian. Only one person had to make the accusation. You would then be arrested based on the accusation of one man. And no one ever had to tell you who made the accusation. You would be arrested if... Nobody could prove that you, had actually, that, that you were actually a born-again Christian. Then, you would have to pay a penance. You still had to pay a fine, even though you had done nothing wrong, but just based on the accusation. If, however, they called you in and they said, Sir, do you believe everything that the Catholic Church teaches and the Pope teaches? And you said, No. Are you one of those born-again people? Have you been baptized since your new birth and etc.? Because those are things that... Bible believers do. They said, yes, I believe in that. They were given two options. Number one, give up your faith. Deny Christ. We will let you live, but you'll live out the rest of your life in prison. Or confess Christ before men, and we will burn you alive. That's how it went for several hundred years. In Western civilization, where we think we are advanced, (laughs) that's... What it would cost you. A man named Nicholas Burton. Let's at least give him his honor today. How many of you have ever heard the name Nicholas Burton? I hadn't. Not until this week. I had read about him before, but I had to reread the story to remind myself. In the year 1560, Nicholas Burton was a Spanish, a Spaniard. He was a merchant, but he would trade and go back and forth between London and Spain. One day a man came into his shop and said, uh, where is your shipment coming in at? And was just talking business with him. Just talking shop. The man was an undercover spy with the Inquisition. He was finding out where all of his goods came in at. As soon as Mr. Burton told him where the trade route was, the guy then called for the soldiers that were waiting outside. They came in and arrested him because it had been reported that Nicholas Burton was an outspoken Christian. They seized him, they took all of his assets, and they went to the dock, to the the port, and took all of his khutrs, all of his stuff. They arrested him, and when he got into prison, he began to win the other prisoners to Christ. A few shackles was not going to shut this man up. So Burton began to witness to the other prisoners, and the other Catholics that were in prison started to get saved. So the, the Catholics that had put him into prison... The inquisitor said we can't have him here and started to move him around from prison to prison trying to get him to stop witnessing the people. Eventually he ended up in Seville, the city of Seville in Spain. and They called him officially before his inquisitors because there was a board of various priests that would ask you certain questions to see if you were worthy of death. They knew that this man was outspoken already. So as he walked into what we would consider maybe a courtroom type of atmosphere, they did not want him to be able to speak about his faith because he was incredibly convincing. They pulled his tongue out, shoved a stick through it so that he could not speak. They said, sir, you are sentenced to death immediately. They took him outside to burn him. As he was marching, being marched rather, to the pile of sticks and the stake where they would burn him, he had such composure that his inquisitors actually said, the devil has already taken his mind because he's beyond feeling. No one can approach their death with such peace and contentment. But, oh friend, we know the story's different. Our brother Nicholas Burton, his enemies couldn't see it, but there was somebody right there with him the whole time giving him just what he needed Right when he needed it. How do you stand in such moments? Well, the, the lost world, <clears throat> forgive me, the lost world's not going to recognize it. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. They're foolishness unto him. They'll say, the devil has taken his mind. And we say, no, no, that's the work of the Holy Spirit, giving a peace that passes all understanding to say, you stood for Christ and now Christ is going to stand with you in the moment of your trial. The Bible says... In 2 Timothy 4, Paul's talking about his afflictions and persecution. He says, at my first answer, he also stood before a tribunal. He said, at my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. Paul went on to say, notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. No man stood with him. And he said, I will not give up on my Savior. The Lord, he said, stood with me and strengthened me. Paul told us that he prayed for his converts, various things. One thing he prayed for them is that they might be strengthened with might by the Holy Spirit in the inner man. So perhaps today we are not facing intense persecution and no one is trying to burn you to death. But perhaps you're just feeling the pains of being alive, just troubles from the world. And it's a little difficult to stand for what you believe. Just know that when it gets tough, the Holy Spirit's going to be right there with you, standing, supporting, strengthening, giving you the courage you need to take whatever stand is necessary right when you need it. He knows what you need and when you need it. There's another thing in this passage, let's address in verse number 10. Whosoever shall speak a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. And this part I think many people are familiar with for various reasons. But unto him that blasphemeth against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven. So the first thing the Holy Spirit will give you is empowerment or courage right when you need it. But the second thing I believe the Holy Spirit will give you is evidence. Now this actually goes back before you get saved. The Holy Spirit, as He's drawing you to Christ and teaching you about Christ and your need for Him, He doesn't ask you to believe Him blindly. The Holy Spirit will provide evidence. So let's dig into this a little bit. The Jews, when Jesus was on the earth, they were grossly confused about the Messiah. They didn't even know what to expect. They knew that a Messiah would come. But they didn't know exactly what the Messiah should do. In their minds, it was this. The Messiah will show up, beat the enemy, give us our kingdom back, the end. That was it. They did not understand anything about repent and a spiritual kingdom being restored and sins being forgiven. They didn't see that. They did not see the death, the burial, and the resurrection of their Messiah. They missed all that. So when the Son of Man came preaching, what did He say? Repent. The kingdom of his, the kingdom's at hand. And the Jews thought, well, okay, the Messiah is supposed to give us the kingdom, but what's this repentance stuff? Why aren't you out there beating up these Gentiles and killing these Romans and giving us our kingdom? If you're the Messiah, that's what you should do. So Jesus was saying some very strange things that Jews did not typically say. What did He say in His famous Sermon on the Mount? Ye have heard that it has been said by them of old time, Don't do this, 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 but I say unto you. He was bringing in some new ideas that Jews, even to this day, do not accept. Jesus taught us that evil comes from within, out of the abundance of the heart. That's where evil and wickedness proceeds. A Jew doesn't think like that. A Jew thinks it's okay if things are not right inside, as long as you don't do anything wrong on the outside. So Jesus is introducing some new teachings. He said the Messiah has to die. That was new information. He said that the religion of their day was useless and even harmful. New information. So what's going to happen? Jesus is out there preaching, preaching, preaching. What do people do when you have some radical new preacher on the scene? They begin to talk. And somebody says, hey, did you hear what the Messiah, what this... Uh, this guy who's claiming to be the Messiah said, did you hear what this Jesus guy is claiming? And they start talking about it. And they go, I don't agree with that. No, Jesus can't be right about that. That can't be right. No, 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 that's not what we believe. We're Jews, we don't believe that. Come on, that's not how it is. And they would say awful things about the Son of Man. Jesus said, I- I'll, we'll, we'll forgive you for that. Because if you just heard somebody saying something contrary to what you've heard for a thousand years... Maybe it might take time to sink in, so we could forgive that. But if you showed up in the presence of Jesus and heard him preach the message and then watched him do the miracles, my friend, you are seeing a different level of evidence. This is not what one guy said uh, that he heard Jesus say at the meeting. You saw Jesus casting out devils, healing the sick, giving sight to the blind, raising the dead. You are witnessing, listen to this, the greatest evidence heaven had ever offered mankind. Thank you for joining us today for part two of What You Need When You Need It. We hope you can tune in next week for the continuation of this sermon. In the meantime, if we can help, please feel free to reach out to us using the information you find on our website, bbcpotch.com. And we also welcome you to follow our YouTube channel, Bible Baptist Potch. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.